Welcome to Doc Talk, presented by Montefiore St. Luke's Cornwall. I'm Melanie Cole, and today we're clarifying misconceptions about bariatric surgery. Joining me is Dr. Jamie Cepeda. He's a bariatric surgery specialist at Montefiore St. Luke's Cornwall. Dr. Cepeda, let's just start with one of the bigger misconceptions. Is bariatric surgery dangerous? Um, I think you're correct on that, uh, Melanie. That is one of the biggest uh, misconceptions when we think about bariatric surgery. Um, to be quite honest with you, the, the perception of bariatric surgery has really changed and done a 360 within the last, say, five to ten years, and that's really with the advent of the technology and the ability to do most of these procedures minimally invasive and laparoscopic. Um, many patients are very familiar with appendectomies or gallbladder removals, and when we look at the 30-day mortality rate of bariatric surgery, that rate is about 0.13% uh, in comparison to those two other operations. Appendectomies, the rate uh, is about 0.74%, and something as simple as a gallbladder is about anywhere from 02 to 0.6%. So bariatric surgery uh, in today's time is very safe. Well, thank you for clarifying that answer. Another big one, I'm an exercise physiologist, doctor, and one that I hear a lot is that people think bariatric surgery is a cop-out, that willpower plus good diet and exercise work just as well. What do you say about that? Yeah, um, bariatric surgery is by no means a cop-out. It's not an easy way out, nor is it a quick fix, and that deals with multiple perspectives. Um, The biggest step is for those patients to kind of commit and actually get it in their mindset that this is an overall lifestyle change. The operation is not uh, a cure-all and simply a tool to help them get to their goal, but there's a lot of things that go into it. Um, As an exercise physiologist, you know that as patients lose weight, they also lose muscle mass and therefore Uh, their energy expenditure is less, and they have to do more to lose weight and do more to keep that weight off. Um, So with regard to that, with regard to the overall lifestyle change and everything that needs to be done in order to be successful, um, bariatric surgery is not a quick fix or an easy way out. Uh, These patients have to be truly dedicated and determined uh, to become healthier and and live a, a healthy lifestyle. As someone who's seen many people go through it, I couldn't agree with you more. It is a tool, as you said, to help them, but it is not an easy out. It is difficult. It requires lifestyle changes. It's not easy by any means. Does it matter what type of surgery? Because we hear about gastric sleeve. We hear about bypass. People have heard about lap band, which is really not being done as much anymore. You know, tell us a little bit about does it matter about the type that you have? Um, it does. And it really is a thing that is uh, depends on the patient, number one, and what they're comfortable with. It also depends on their comorbidities um, and what they're striving for. Um, just a quick comparison of the three operations. When we look at the three bariatric procedures that we perform at St. Luke's across the board with being bands, sleeves, and bypasses, if we look first at just overall weight loss or success, patients that uh, opt for the lap band can look to lose about 25 to 35% of their excess body weight. Um, we bring that up a significant notch when we start looking at our staple procedures, meaning the sleeve or the bypass, 
whereas the sleeve, our patients will lose about 60 to 65% of their excess body weight, and our bypass is about 65 to 70% of their excess body weight. One of the big determining factors on whether or not a patient will choose a sleeve or a bypass has to do with their comorbidities. And that's where we you know, give them some helpful hints as to what they can expect. Patients who have poorly controlled diabetes typically do better with a gastric bypass um, for the reason that gastric bypass has a higher cure rate um, for diabetes uh, in excess of about 90 to 94% uh, as opposed to the sleeve where those cure rates for diabetes are a little lower, probably in the mid-80s. So if I have a patient that is a poorly controlled diabetic uh, and is open to the idea of bypass, I think that would be a better operation for them. Um, the flip side of that are patients who are smokers have a higher risk with bypass. So therefore, those patients um, who are attempting to quit, which can be very difficult for some of these patients, I'd rather them have a sleeve, which is a lot safer operation for a patient who may run the risk of returning to tobacco use. Um, so every patient kind of has a uh, niche in which operation would work better for them. And it is very individual. So another question that I hear quite often is the chance, you already mentioned that this is a safe surgical procedure, but is it safer than the chance of dying from obesity and obesity-related comorbid conditions? Because that seems to be the confusion. Do I go through with surgery or is obesity itself going to contribute to, as you said, diabetes and heart disease and high blood pressure? Tell us about the comparison and why it's so important that people that are morbidly obese consider these procedures. Absolutely. That's a great question. And there's a lot of data out there um, that can put this myth uh, to bed. When we look at the reduction in mortality for obese patients, there is an 89% reduction in mortality for a patient who undergoes surgery versus an obese patient who does not undergo surgery. Um, and that has been proven uh, through various studies um, with regard to cancers, diabetes, um, hypertension, and strokes. Uh, by having this procedure, they decrease their mortality rate considerably. So then tell us about the surgery itself. Is it considered cosmetic? Is it covered by insurance? And people also wonder if they're going to need plastic surgery for excess skin afterwards. Can you clear up those two for us? Absolutely. Um, bariatric surgery is not cosmetic. Uh, it is a procedure that is covered by a majority uh, of the insurance carriers. There are some uh, qualifications. Um, patients must have a BMI in excess of 35, BMIs of 35 to 40. Those patients must have a comorbidity. Those comorbidities could be anything from diabetes, sleep apnea, hypertension, uh, joint disease. Patients who have a BMI of greater than 40, that becomes a comorbidity in itself. Uh, so if you have a patient that has a BMI of 44 or 45, and they are a quote-unquote healthy obese patient without the comorbidities, they still qualify for bariatric surgery. Um, with regard to needing plastic surgery after weight loss surgery, it is a question that comes up uh, very very often. 
Um, but when we look at our patient uh, population and some of the literature, only about 50% of patients uh, ever move forward and have some type of skin reduction or skin uh, removal surgery. Um, that's something that our practice does offer as well. Um, there are some guidelines, and most times those procedures are covered by insurance companies as well and not seen as cosmetic. This is really great. You are answering so many questions, Dr. Cepeda, and really clearing this up. Can somebody be too heavy for bariatric surgery and and if they have comor- comorbid conditions? Do they still need to take insulin or blood pressure medication after this surgery? Um, let me answer your first question with being too heavy for bariatric surgery. There are some weight restrictions, and that typically deals with the facility. Um, We don't want to have a patient who is in excess of, let's say, 600 pounds have an operation and the facility not be able to have equipment to take care of that patient. A lot of those weight restrictions hover around the weight of 500 to 600 pounds. Um, We have done some patients that are slightly over 500 pounds, but as we meet them and they become involved in the program, during those first three to six months, which sometimes it can take, we try to get them below that level of 500 so that we have a facility that has equipment that can take care of them. Um, The second question with regard to patients continuing to need their medications, we see a majority of our diabetic patients that are on either oral hypoglycemics, oral medications, or some insulin um, after the day of surgery never return to those medications. Um, Patients who are on high-dose insulin therapies um, will see a significant decrease in the amount of insulin that they need, or they may switch from insulin only to maybe an oral agent instead um, within the first year. Uh, With regard to hypertension, Uh, Those medications and hypertension tends to take a little longer to start to resolve, so they'll continue on those medications and be reassessed and reevaluated by their cardiologist to see when either those medications can be reduced or or those patients can be taken off those medications. Well, thank you for joining us. And before we wrap up, give best advice. Tell us a little bit about your outcomes, what you've seen for bariatric patients about the way that this can be life-changing, but that it is a tool, it is not easy, but that it is very safe. Wrap it up for us, doctor. Well, bariatric surgery is something that you that, that all patients must really consider um, and think of the entire scope of what it entails. And in order to be successful, you need to be in a program that kind of deals with all patients in a multidisciplinary approach. Um, As we said early on, the surgery itself is one part of it um, and just a tool, but it's the aftercare. It's the follow-up. It's the dietitians, the nutritionists, the nurse practitioners, the behavioral health, everything that wraps it up together so that that patient can be successful and lead a healthy life. And I'll tell you, every patient that has been successful in our program comes back and tells us how important our program was to them and how it's changed their life, and not only their life, but their family's lives. Um, They're able to go out and play with their children or play with their grandchildren and not be left behind and actually interact with those family members. Um, And not only that, but change the lives of their children because of what they've done in changing their eating habits and their overall lifestyle as well. 
It's great information. Thank you so much, doctor, for coming on and really clearing up some of those main misconceptions. You've given us a very clear picture of what this entails and how important it is for people that are morbidly obese to really consider this procedure. To contact the bariatric surgery team at Montefiore St. Luke's Cornwall, please call 845-568-2825 or you can visit montefioreslc.org for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. That concludes this episode of Doc Talk, presented by Montefiore St. Luke's Cornwall. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other Montefiore St. Luke's Cornwall podcasts. I'm Melanie Cole.